Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. Hey, before we get started with the show tonight, Nikki, let's talk about our sponsor this week, 1040.com. Yeah, the 1040 Tax Challenge is on and popping as the kids say, <laughs> or they said in like early 2000. Um, but either way, it's actually really cool. So 1040.com uh, is a tax service. It costs 25 bucks to do your taxes. Pretty sweet. And they are uh, running a challenge right now, which is 10 burpees and 40 air squats as fast as you possibly can. How long do you think that would take you? How many? 10, 10, 10 burpees? burpees? 40 air squats. Uh, oh, it'd be quick. It'd be yeah, real like quick. Yeah. Uh, um, it'd be more than a minute for me, but it'd be fast so? for most people. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's a quick challenge. Yeah. It's it's fast, quick and dirty. Um, yeah. And they're going to pick four different winners to get a $1,040 gift card to Rogue. So check out your home gym. You can either be the fastest male or female to complete it, or you can complete it and post your video to social media and tag them. They're going to pick a winner off of social or... You can be the gym with the most participation and win a gift card for your gym, for your box to get some sweet equipment too. So all you have to do is go to uh, 1040.com slash 1040 dash tax dash challenge, but that's confusing. We'll just put a link in the in the show notes and make sure you register. Make sure that you uh, register on Competition Corner so that you can upload your video too to be judged. And yeah, put it on social, get your whole box to rally around it, and the winners get some sweet uh, money to rogue. Oh, and plus they'll do your taxes for you if you win too. So that's pretty sick. I didn't know you could get this excited about taxes, Nikki. It's pretty interesting. You're like I'm, all fired up. Well, I'm, I mean, is it bad to say I'm mostly excited about the rogue gift card? <laughs> okay. Well, no, no, it's okay. Hey, it's or fine. Just being by honest. Me. Just being yeah. honest. But hey, honestly, uh, I mean, I get fired up when, when taxes get done because they're a giant pain in the ass. Well, I hear you on that. We'll take you guys right out of the CrossFit Open, right into tax season. That's how we roll. Yeah. Great. All right. We'll go get signed up. And uh, with that, on to the show. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I am excellent. We have uh, one of our favorite people on the show tonight, Jacob Hepner. Jacob, how are you? Oh, that's such a great intro. Favorite person. Hey, I'm doing well, John. How are you? Not very many people get that intro. That was special just for you, man. It's true. Yes. I know we don't have a lot of repeat guests either, but I was like very excited to have you back because it's it's always so easy. You're just easy to talk to, you know. Speaking of easy to talk to, um, commentating. I wanted to post our video of me taking the mic from you and being like, Look, I've already done it. I've got experience. Pull me in. <laughs> Someone hire me, please. Absolutely, you should. That was, I feel like that was your first big break on ESPN. Was it on ESPN? I think we were on ESPN that year. I have to look it up. I'll send you the video. I think I just recorded it from the live feed, but still. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That yeah. was the first time I ever like legitimately got in trouble. Working I heard in the you, media. You, you told me this story about you, someone <laughs> getting mad at you. It's like everyone was so mad at me. They're like, you can't let anyone take the mic out of your hand. I'm like, I don't know. He's a big sweaty guy. I just let him do whatever. I didn't know. Hey, look, Jacob, if she, if she pops this baby out early, they may need somebody to do the sidelines. That could be you, man. He's right. He's totally hey, right. I'd be good at it. I would. If I need you to put would. a wig on and look like Nikki, I will pull, I will pull it off. 
you gotta stuff. You gotta stuff your belly with the pillow. If you gotta oh, pull okay. it off. Oh, stuff yeah. belly. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you gotta I'm stuff a lot right now, but um, I'm just you gotta, saying. You gotta do a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get a lot of work done. No, I'm fully prepared. I don't know. I think I said it on this podcast already, but if I, I if not, I just said it to John. Matt and I are fully prepared. If they pick me up for games again this year, which I tr- I truly hope that they do, because I would love to have some like big whale prego representation in the CrossFit space, which I will be at the time. But Matt and I are fully prepared to drive out to Madison, and we are like all stoked at the possibility of just having the baby in Wisconsin. Like, why not? Like, I don't know why people get all bent out of shape about their birth plans and their hospitals. Like, hospitals, 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 whatever. Do they have epidurals? Cool, I'm in. They give you cheese. They don't give you epidurals. They give you cheese in Wisconsin. Actually, then I would prefer it. Then we might stay in Wisconsin for a couple months just to make sure. Um, I mean, it's not, it would be wild. That would be hella early, but still, I mean, we're fine with that idea. Like These contractions hurt. and They're like, have some cheese curds. You'll be fine. It sounds good. We said we were going to pack, like when we pack for Madison, if all this works out, we were going to put like the infant car seat in the car just in case. So you know if we have crazy to drive to back me, with the baby, whatever. You know, what's crazy is the fact that this isn't a dig on anybody, but it's crazy to me is you've done it. Per, I mean, I would call you a perennial commentator at the games yeah. or interview or whatever you want to call it. But the fact of the matter, it's crazy to me that you guys don't know yet. Like I would figure you'd be like, I need to plan. Like you have a baby coming. You need to plan six months ahead, you know? No, I mean, it's, it's broadcast. I mean, they would, the team who puts it together would love to have more time, but just the way that everything goes. And especially with COVID in the last year and regulations changing every five minutes, they are had a super short timeline to plan Mm. everything. And talent is kind of one. I hate calling myself talent, by the way, you, I hate that I I just said that, but like on air talent, quote unquote, is usually the last little whatever to be filled. Mm. So like they know we're in if we're in, but truly every year that I got called back because I'm just a contractor. So every year I get called back to an event feels like a blessing because it's not a guarantee. And there's, I know that there's a thousand million people who want my job, yourself included. (laughs) Hey, but I figure I was, I was, I was talking to Sean Woodland and Tommy about it. I'm like, yeah, but we all know each other. I don't want to take anyone's job. Just let me sit there and just let me say what I need to say in the corner. It's so then, funny you say that because it's it's so like that because we're all such family that I'm like more than anything. I'm like, yes, come be a part of it. Do the thing. Yeah. And um, and it's it's tough because the spots are so limited, but it's yeah. we're very like I do love what I do and I do hope that I get a chance to do it again. But I also like love the idea of bringing more people on board and sharing. There's plenty of people to interview. Yeah, Nikki. Yeah, like- since we've been doing this and so now that you're back to doing the open announcements, people have been messaging me going, why aren't you on there doing that with Nikki? I'm like, they won't let me near a live mic. No chance. No chance. Oh they're letting God. me on the live mic. I, I would sooner recommend we bring Jacob on. Yes. Than- oh yeah. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, they, but they've already seen me say stupid stuff on film anyways. And so they're probably like, Oh, do we really want to, I mean, he's family friendly, but like, oh, he's some stupid stuff. <laughs> That's I, I a just, good point. I can just imagine somebody sitting there with their finger on that button you need to push to bleep people out. As I'm on there just saying <laughs> stupid things. Uh, but, hey, if they let me on without the bleep button, then there's yes. a chance for everyone. Speaking of, huge props to you, Nikki. You did two interviews. Like you did one with Carl and then one with Mal O'Brien in the last broadcast and not an F-bomb between the two of them. I was so proud of you. I didn't so do Mal proud. O'Brien. 
Yeah, you interviewed Mal O'Brien. You absolutely did. Because interviewing teens is a nightmare. It oh, all... in our on our podcast. No, no, no. No, you, you're having a pregnancy brain. You did it on the, the open announcement. Yes. Yes, you I'm go play it back. It's on YouTube. Look it up, pregnancy brain. You absolutely did. Because when Wait, it came you're to gonna change... have to you're gonna have to actually cut this from the show if I can't remember correctly. <laughs> no, I'm not cutting. I it. did not. I didn't. I interviewed yes. the youngest athlete participating, and she was from Australia. I'm not crazy. She was from, I interviewed Carl, who was the oldest and the youngest girl. And that was sure? not Mal. Yes. A thousand percent. You did interview Mal O'Brien. You absolutely. Someone did, Mal. but it wasn't me. Are this is sure? a toss I think it was new guy Derek. You're going to have to actually cut this from the show. I'm not <laughs> this cutting is it. embarrassing. Hey, I, regardless, you interviewed a teenager and the teenager. I did. I not did. She was 14. Not even once. I didn't. I know. I had to, I had to bite my tongue. And with hey, Carl. So Carl's like I totally 86. Get it. T- teenagers are hard to talk to. Like when Olivia first showed up in my barn with, with her sister, Ellie at the time who went to the games for like three years, when they first showed up the barn, man, it was pulling teeth to get him to say one sentence. And so what yeah. we start with every, every day when she would come in the gym, the first thing we would ask her is you know, the easiest thing was, what'd you learn at school today? And we'd just get her to talk. You know, what'd you yeah. learn in history class? What'd you learn in math class? You know? And then she's gotten better and better to where now she's, you know, socialized enough. She can walk in and start talking and, having fun and it's not like yeah yanking her chain to have her say 10 yeah. words in a row <laughs> so when i ran into olivia at uh that teen event in michigan i went over to introduce myself and you got to keep in mind i have two teenagers a 19 year old and 17 year old and my 17 year old is like an adult you go talk to her she could talk to you about current events politics yeah. like anything right she's like super easy to talk to so i go over to olivia i'm like hey i want to introduce myself i'm john i run make watch great again i'm a friend of jacob she goes hi <laughs> That was it. Swear to God. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna that. yeah, I'm like, nice Bye. to meet you. Nice to meet you. And it, you know, then she went and won the event. Like she's so impressive, like so yeah. impressive. But oh, it just, yeah. cra- it just cracked me up because that's the way teens are, you know, like they yeah. just, yeah. they don't know you. Like they're like stranger danger and they don't want to talk to you. So as they should, well, as they should. Yeah. It's, the, it's hard though. Cause I remember early on in the sport when I was still pretty much a nobody someone pulled me aside and one of the best advice pieces i got was like and, and i was social but i wasn't super social people and very you know talkative and wouldn't hang out because i didn't know that many people and they're like hey if you want to do well in the sport one you need to work out hard and work hard but two if you want to do even better in sport you need to be a people person you need to create relationships you need to talk to people and that's when i realized that the community is full of so many good people and you just need to be able to talk to people like it's we all have the same you know, we all have the same life experiences. We all suffered in 21.2. We all died in 21.1. Like we all did it. We all have the same shared experiences to agree. So, yeah, no, you're totally right. And I think that part of, part of my personal like challenge in my earlier CrossFit reporting days was being with the age groups specifically, like before I, for years, I was only on teens and masters by the time we got to games. I didn't know. So before you enter, I, I interviewed myself at the games. You had done age group (laughs) qualifiers. Um, that year I might've been, I don't know if I had age group qualifiers that year at games. Did we? Yeah, we did. But I don't think I was on them. Your year, I wasn't. But most years, it was either or. So if I was doing like talking to individuals or teams, then I wasn't like we would have to break it up because it's like hundreds of athletes when you think about it that way. But for like three years in a row, I was just age groups. So like there were like when when um, Dallin Pepper won over and over and over and aged out, I was like looking Mm -hmm. at photos of the, the two of us from over the course of like three or four years. And I was like, 
holy shit, like I watched this kid like literally grow up into a man. And yeah. year over year over year, like got used to talking to him, got used to pulling information out of him and all of all of all of his counterparts. And it like was a beautiful way to build a relationship with them and help them get comfortable with being professional athletes, which they are, which is yeah. like a concept I feel like sometimes they can't really wrap their minds around. Like you guys are your professionals, yeah, but it, you are like I mean, cultivating them for real. It, but it's definitely hard. Like I know, like even like when we had spoke or some first time someone shoved a mic in my face to talk at so 20, 21 or 22, 20, that's hard. But man, if I was 15, I was so awkward when I was 15. <laughs> who knows what I would have said, you know, like <laughs> crap, it would have been worse. Like, yeah, stu- my, so my mom would probably been like, God, I'm so scared. Don't say anything stupid, Jacob. <laughs> I, I know my wife still says that. She's like, still this day, she'll be like, Jacob, when you took that mic or Jacob, every time they interview you, I clinch because I'm like, what is he going to say? It's going to be so oh, dumb. No, it's so good. It's like, you're some of my favorite interviews to obviously because I'm stoked when you win, but I have no opinion. So scratch that from the record. When, you know, right. one in 100 times, you know, it doesn't happen often. When it does, it's great. <laughs> when a heat or whatever. But um, no, I fully respect how difficult it is to be when the little red light is on like it is it is the hardest thing um harder for some people than others and especially harder for the kiddos so they're getting but now they're professional athletes and you're like making them you're like doing that that's like part of what you're doing but that's the fun part is just like that's the next step for the sport like yeah you know you're gonna see a lot of us i i kind of compared to like the, I call it the class of 2014 like a lot of us came into the games of 2014 like me Mayor, a lot of the big names you have in the sport are all slowly leaving, not leaving, but we're just stepping down. Like, it's just too hard. Like, I, I can't, there's other things I like to do. And now it's like, okay, now we're going to step into our respective places. What are we passionate about? And for me, it's the relationships you create in the sport. And then, you know, I, I obviously have a 15 year old I hang out all the time. I'm very, I'm very up on TikTok because of it. Um, oh. But, you know, no, I'm terrible at it. But yeah. like, that's the relationship I have. And so now it's like, okay, well, how do we pour in? to these other teenagers in the sport that are going to make us look stupid five years from now. They're going to be like, right. Jacob who? Like dumb. Like remember Dallin Pepper or James Sprague or Mallory O'Brien or all these yep. pe- kids that are great. <clears throat> they're, they're also appreciative of everything that you do for them. And they're so excited. Like just yeah. seeing that excitement in their eyes. Like when, when we were in, um, in Michigan for the teen event, there was some masters athlete there and I don't know him by name and I wouldn't call him by name if I could, but he, he had apparently was really good and was like kind of standoffish. Like didn't want to talk to anyone, but the teens, when you would talk to them, like I went over and talked to one, I'm like, Hey, do you want to want a t-shirt? Like I just had some extra t-shirts. This kid literally rips off the shirt he's wearing. Like we're in the middle of a parking lot, rips it off and puts my t-shirt on. It's like, thank you so much. And then he wore it for like two days straight until he stunk, you know? Like, that's just how these teens are. They're like so appreciative of every little thing you do for them. They're like crazy excited about the sport. And to your point, like you've got these young girls out there, 16 years old, snatching 180 pounds. You know, it's just like, just makes you nauseous (laughs) watching them, you know? But I think like this, this sport is definitely a breeding ground for humble. Like at, at its core, CrossFit humbles you. Like you're never very few like Matt being one of them, you're never going to be great at everything. And he, and he wasn't either. Like he obviously had to work on things too. You're never going to be great at everything. And something out there is going to humble you. And so it's very hard in this sport. I mean, it happens for sure in certain people, but a majority of people in the sport are not very prideful, very humble and humble people 
are the salt of the earth and are so easy to get along with. And so yeah. you see a lot of us who've come into sport at the age of 20 or, or 25 or 30 or 40, and we have past life experiences that maybe mold us a certain way. But you see these kids come in at an early age at 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and they're getting molded by a sport and they're creating such a really cool group of kids because they're just salt of the earth. They're just very humble, not very pride. They're easy to get along with. And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing in the future for sure. That's so there's, I want to like, there's a lot happening right now that we like a lot that we just covered really fast that I kind of want to unpack a little bit. So can we start with the, you retiring from competition and like what that has been like for you as we've been in this, in this open, you're stoked. You're so, so stoked. Freak it out. <laughs> <I'm doing> <laughs> <laughs> <Have> fun, kids. <laughs> for real? Like you were like, okay, that's it. I'm out. And I like, no, there's no looking back. This is awesome. <laughs> We had honestly thought about it for last year. He was from a lot of top athletes. Last year was hard, not only because of COVID and because of shutdowns, because of just everything around the world, but also because the season drug on and you're like, totally. I don't know if there's going to be one. This is so hard. Still a blessing. We had one that was still awesome. Um, it drug on forever. I'd already considered the idea of it being my last one. And that one just put a bad taste in my mouth and not in a bad way. And I thought to myself, you know what? I think 2021 is going to be the same as 2020. It's not going to be any different. It, it could possibly be better, but who knows? You know, it's not sometimes up to CrossFit HQ to make those decisions. Right. And um, I had enough other opportunities in the space to do, um, whether it be athletics or just business related. And I thought to myself, you know what? I think it's time to step away. I've always been in the mentality of I would rather leave the sport for good reasons and make that choice early than be forced out of the sport for you know, a knee injury or wrist injury, yeah. whatever the case may be, or just, I just can't make it anymore. And, and from my perspective, it's always been, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it well and be elite at it. And if I can't do it, I mean, I could, could I have competed this year and been elite at it? Absolutely. But like, there are bigger opportunities in the sport that I think I would like to step into. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the, how the mental shift has changed over the past couple months. So are you doing the open workouts this year? Like, are you still crossfitting? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Haven't done it. Nice. I don't even know what twenty one point one feels like. Don't even know. <laughs> You're not missing much. Don't worry. No, about no, it. no. We, we're still working out in the barn. Obviously, I still have Olivia who comes out. Um, a group of people that come out every day and train at four o'clock in my barn, and so I still am there for her to train her and be her partner. But to be honest, like if I did twenty one point two next to her, she would have lapped me like three times. So I'm like <laughs> not a ra- I'm not the rabbit anymore. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, we still do a bunch of stuff in the barn and work out a bunch, obviously for other fitness related endeavors, but yeah, we're not doing the open in my perspective. Like, it's like, this is different from people. I mean, I encourage most people to do the open. I think it's important, but for my mind, it's like, I've competed enough. I don't want to do it. I want to do other things. And if I do it, I'm going to want to do it all the way in. And that's just not something I have time for right now. What are other things? So we are going to be, um, we're going to be taking part in, uh, it's called the tactical games. Um, it's a shooting and fitness related competition. I've obviously been, a uh, I've grew up shooting guns since I was early right? and in the West. And, uh, so we're going to be doing that. So it's kind of like a mix of CrossFit functional fitness along with shooting, um, and accuracy. It's like the prime definition of accuracy in the CrossFit 10 general skills, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be doing that throughout the year. Um, I think Matt's going to actually come out for one. We're going to partner up for one together. So that's going to be fun. Matt and I are going to be partners. Oh, for a second, I thought you were talking about my husband and I'm like, he would love to do that. (laughs) I was literally about to be like, is this an elite only event? Because Matt, my Matt, Matt Brazier 
almost Matt Brazier, very close. <laughs> close uh, Matt Brazier would love to come out and do something like that. That's right up his alley because he's also yeah, it's gonna be fun. So he was five. We're gonna be doing that in Utah in May, and then a couple other throughout the year, just kind of spread out. And so that's one of them. And then the other one, um, the other sport we're taking in, uh, we're jumping in full head of steam is I thought I was going to have more time this year to do other business related things, but now it's looking like, no, um, I'll be able to announce like in a week and a half or something like that. Cool. So yeah. Yay. It's underwater basket weeding for those of you wondering. Oh um, yes, of course. I, th- I, John, thought ping- I thought you said ping pong. It's not going to be oh, ping yeah. pong. Oh, it's ping pong. That's right. I yeah, thought yeah. it was, I thought it was, um, uh, buttered pig wrangling. No llama rodeo. Oh, llama rodeo. You. Llama. I actually was really hoping that it was competitive dance in heels because to this day, that is my favorite venture that you have tested. Uh, we, oh man, we tried to bring that back for a second, a second series this year, but COVID just, you couldn't yeah. do anything. So our actual idea we were going to do, we had it set up, but I'll tell you why it didn't happen. It's going to be obvious. We had it set up to go. The first series was we did a bunch of random things around Kansas City. The second series, we're like, let's take it to some place that's like well-known and shoot a bunch of stuff there. But it has to be a really big company that has a lot of different jobs. And so we chose St. Jude. And so we were going to go to St. Jude and just do like random jobs on St. Jude's campus, like maybe four or five of them. And then every episode would be support St. Jude, but every episode would be a different thing. You know, like, I don't know, like when my sister was there for leukemia treatment, like they always said, like a dog person bringing dogs. like. Yeah. I'm like uh, take her blow up you know animal balloons i don't know balloons, whatever the case yeah, yeah, yeah. but obviously covid hit and saint jude just shut down like a prison so right you and know. you still can't you still can't like bring auxiliary people into hospitals or no, medical settings at no. all even though things are getting yeah. better um so that was so definitely out that but that is such a cool idea i love i hope that that can come back at some point i hope that you're not too busy with all of your underwater llama tackling or whatever that so you i think we're actually going to take we're actually going to take the second season of jacob of all trades and we're actually going to do it based on the new sport i'll be announcing so we're actually awesome. going to do that so, that's, so we're going we're to do something for that but it's yeah there's no i really love it it sounds really uh it sounds really real but i really enjoyed the high heel dancing it was really uh, fun <laughs> yeah first of all that kind of dancing in and of itself makes you feel some kind of way about yourself all right. Oh, I, I came back All in right. the house with my wife and I was just shrutting. I was like, oh, girl, you don't even know what I have. You don't even know about me. <laughs> yeah, it I like feel- just lifts your butt enough that you're like, oh, everyone noticing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the best word is at the end of it, I felt empowered as the greatest. So, yeah, it was really cool. Like, it was fun to go try a new sport and just like the people in there didn't care who you were, your experience level. I had this much, zero experience. And especially in high heels. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you on camera <laughs> only on Friday nights. And, um, it was just cool because they were super accepting. They didn't care if you never danced in high heels, they were there to help you out. So that was just the yeah. best part about it. Oh, I love it. Okay. So, so all sorts of, um, stuff coming down the pipeline that we'll be able to talk about soon, yep. but you did mention that you still doing a little bit of training and Livia's coming in and a couple other people are coming in and they're coming into your barn, which is brand new. And I personally oh. have been following your building journey on oh, the gram gosh. being so jealous. Tell us about it. Tell us everything. Yeah. You guys don't record video, do you? It's okay. Oh, we do. So We're recording we do. Right now. It's going to be on yeah. YouTube. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> it's so yes. pretty. E- everything you see, Simba, everything the light touches is yours. <laughs> is yours. <laughs> Oh, I'm so jealous. The lights look yeah, awesome. I, I did not design it to clarify. So my okay. wife is 
doesn't have is a marketing and um uh, clothing designer. And so she has her degrees in that area of fashion buying. And so this is not, is an easy leap for her. And so it's two-toned. It's always going to be, everything in the gym is going to be black. So black rig, black plates, black everything, you know, black lights, but then everything else is white. Um, and so it's very two-toned, like the house we renovated. It is 50 by 70. Um, with big old, huge. Yeah. And it's got big old concrete pads in the front and then the back that has an outdoor rig on them too. So it's just going to be a bunch of play space. Oh, it is so cool. And, uh, foreshadowing, but I, you've got some big plans coming up for how to use it, put it to good use. Yeah. So the idea was never, let's create, like, I get asked, like, the best part was they're like, you literally built this barn and then you retired. Are you an idiot? <laughs> like, that's oh, true. <laughs> you're like, Ooh, I actually did think this through, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. So the idea has never been like, I mean, like when you train for the games, you can train anywhere and get fit. Like I had a, a barn I worked out in that was 20 by 30. It was much smaller than this and I still got it done. So you don't need a big place to train, but um, the idea has always been to bring people in. My wife and I love to host people, love to give this love to pour into people and meet people in the sport because our community has been so great. And so we're actually uh, tomorrow, I'll probably announce, but I'll just say announce is easy. We're going to announce the first camp. So we're going to hold our first camp. I believe it's June four, five and six, which is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and it's going to be the first camp we're going to have is going to be only open to like 10 of the 10 teenagers that already qualify to the games that have qualified. Cause at that point their ACOG will be done. They'll have their name slated and we're going to open it up to 10 of them to come out. We're going to have a bonfire. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have some, some in-house chiropractors or PT show up and we're not going to shoot guns. Okay. That's inappropriate. Okay, um, but cool. we are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're already a gun expert when you were their yeah. age <laughs> but we are definitely going to have a good time and work out just uh kind of teach them some stuff before the games and have a good time so and like they get to be with one another which i think is really special yeah. like the camaraderie and the training that you can do when you're with your peers i mean probably for the most part these kids are training with like one coach or in a crossfit gym with a whole bunch of adults so it's mm-hmm. just it, i think it'll be something really emotional and really special for them to like have the camaraderie of their peers yeah so we actually did something very similar to this um not this level <clears throat> a couple years back when ellie had qualified for her first year of the game so this is like yep. four or five years ago um and olivia was like a sprout um we invited there were actually like three teenagers out of Kansas city that qualified to go to the games. Cole Greshabier being one of them, um, who is now uh, individual category. And then I can't remember the other girls that land anyways. So we actually had them come to our gym and train. It was like four of them trained together. And they were so awkward in the beginning, but the point was like, get them to meet each other. That way, when you go to the games, you're like, Oh, I have a friend already. Yeah. I know this person. I can talk to them. And so that I think most of the kids now then change division probably know each other. But the point is, yeah, like, have them connect each other, have them have a good time with each other. That way when they go to the games, they're like, Hey, I don't feel awkward. Cause I mean, the first time I went to the games, I didn't know a soul. Right. And you feel awkward. And you're like, you don't know anybody. You're like, I don't want to go talk to Rich. He's scary. Or Jason Kalipa is too big or <laughs> no, whatever the case <laughs> like, is. Like who do so, I sit and eat my like pre-packed lunch with? Like, I don't, yeah, do you want exactly. a rice cake? I don't know. <laughs> you want to trade lunches? I have a snackable. And so, <laughs> The idea is like connect them up, have them meet each other. That way, when they go to the games, they're like, "Oh yeah, we always hung, we already hung out, we already had roasted wieners at Hetmer's house and had a good time, or whatever." 
<laughs> I wieners. Love Don't that. say wieners. Let's say rose hot dogs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Don't say wieners to teenagers. We're learning lots of lessons. Don't shoot guns and don't say wieners. Um, yeah, and then wieners. after the teens, when can John and I come? That's the real question. Well, honestly, I don't even care if you come out for that. You just come out and hang out and just hang out with these teenagers. That would be fine by me. So we're going to open up to, we're going to test out the teenagers first, like 10 athletes, see what we can do conceivably. Because I've, I've always wanted to keep it small. The smaller it is, the more intimate it is, the more you get to know somebody, hang out. You create you connect connections, you know, you create yeah. a relationship. If it's like 20 or 30, you're just not going to know everybody. Um, and then we're going to do another one for the general population that'll be open. And I believe that is the second weekend in August. Don't quote me. It's in August. It'll be after the games. So the idea is like, Hey, come out. We're going to have a good time. It'll still be in summer. Um, it'll be really hot. Uh, and we're just going to open the general population. So it'll be fun too. And you, that'll be like you coaching people, you getting to know people, people doing workouts, but also just like having fun and hanging out. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So like the teenage, just walk through like the teenage kind of like, um, how it will work for them. They'll show up. Obviously teenagers are a little bit different because we have to provide uh, travel for them and like provide like pickups in a van or whatever. Um, I won't be handing out candy. And, um, so, uh, <laughs> anyway, I thought, that was so okay. I thought it was okay to eat <laughs> Snickers bars while we trained now. Oh, I was saying, like, pick them up in a van and hand them candy. That's oh, my oh, like, this is yeah. my, come with me. I have puppies and yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, we're going to it's obviously a little bit different for teenagers, but the concept is like bring them in, go out to dinner, come to the barn, hang out. I'll have my coaches come into the gym and also coach. They'll be me and the, my coaches that I have um, providing. And then we're also every time going to probably try and bring in like a, a subject matter expert in some form or fashion. Like, hey, we're going to bring in, you know. Shane from Dark Horse Roaring or, yeah. or Chris and so bring someone in to obviously bring people in too. So you can learn something from someone else who's a subject matter expert. But the idea is like, come learn, come hang out, create connections, you know, stuff like that. Just nerd out on like, on pet being Winston. a part of this community. Oh, and Pet Winston. Oh my God. Would pay yeah. just yes. for a weekend of that. <sighs> hey, so I think we're actually, I've always wanted to do this, but it's very expensive. I think I'm going to have a booth at the games for one of my companies, but I've always wanted to have a booth at the games for just like, come play with Winston, like come kiss Winston, come give Winston a hug and just have like a kissing booth, but just for my dog. And just be like, Hey, it's a dollar. <laughs> that would be like the most like charitable booth purchase yeah. <laughs> you could ever do for our community. It's yeah, what we it, all need. Exactly. It's like, hey, one dollar, come hang out with my dog for like five minutes, and it, all the money goes to SPCA. Whatever the case, maybe I was like, that'd be so cool to do that. I love it. I have, I have a feeling that getting a booth at the games is like hella expensive. So it would be, uh, it would be a valuable gift yeah. to our community. I if you were like, to do something like that. <laughs> I would love to walk Winston around the games, though. Oh, you know how much fun would, that would be. You'd be. I. So the best part is like. I, so we have right on the road from us is a Kansas City Renaissance Festival. It's like a five-acre plot that they have the Renaissance Fair every year. Every year we go, and I put him in a backpack. And people don't even know him, and I get just attacked by people all the time. And I'm like, man, if you took it to a community where they actually know him, you'd be like the, the most popular guy running like for like the whole Seriously. day. It's already impossible to like walk anywhere at games if people know who you are. Like I can't walk around with John at games. Because like we, we cannot get from point A to point B. I mean, you know what that's like. Oh yeah. So yeah. like if if he had that dot, like he would just be it would be like an arena forms around oh, that's, him. That's the point though. That's why I want to do it. Because I don't think anyone would notice me. They'd see Winston, they wouldn't even know who I was. I'd just be the dog walker. It'd be great. 
be the best. Just walk around. <laughs> Winston's just living his best life, just smiling, wagging his little nub. It'd be awesome. Uh, oh, that would be so fun. It would be. So that's definitely we are definitely considering doing something like that at the games because we'll obviously I'll be there, hopefully commentating, but I also have a booth for my company regardless. And so we're like, okay, well, can we bring the dog and put, put yeah. it in the booth? <laughs> yes, I say yes. I have zero authority, but I allow it. Hundred percent. Let's go. <laughs> Dogs at the games are my favorite. I don't think, I don't know. There weren't, there's always like some like kind of like milling around, but it's like kind of like in the parking lot or whatever. Do they have to be working dogs? That's a good question though. I don't know what the rules are. And I don't know if the rules are different this year. Well, technically Winston's a working dog because he's an internet star. He has a job. He has a job. He is working. Yes. He's also working it. I'm just saying. Yes. Ragging that booty. Just back (laughs) and forth. And back and forth. <laughs> well, um, when when this all like becomes like real life and it's happening, how do people like find out more, sign up for camps, do all that fun stuff? Yeah, so we're gonna announce that uh, this will come out. We'll announce it tomorrow, which is gonna be March twenty fourth. Um, and then really, really for August, we're probably gonna open that up probably in June, I bet. But for the June camp, we're probably not gonna open it up for signups because I mean, hypothetically, like I could open up to Olivia to sign up; she'll be there. But it's like if she doesn't qualify, then I don't want her to really be there. So I have to yeah, almost you wait just and invite be like, the people who qualify. Yeah. Yeah. That so the, the the first one I'm gonna probably just hit up people. I'll probably go with her friends first, people she feels comfortable with. Or maybe I don't. Maybe I just bring in people she doesn't even like. I'm just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> just really screw with her. But like bring in so, the boy she has a crush on, but don't tell her. Like oh no, I'm like her older brother. We don't <clears throat> we don't date boys. We don't have time for Oh that. no, of course. Just so, kidding. No, Never, there's ever, no time for actually. boys. Boys are boys are crap. Um right. But uh, we are, yeah, we'll probably reach out and kind of open it up. It'll probably be after the ACOG in May. I mean, you'll kind of know who's going to go pretty quickly, and then you just kind of let them know, hey, so what's going on? You have enough time to buy a ticket. We'll get you here. We'll get you all covered and stuff like that. So, And then in the future, just, like, follow you, keep an eye on your channels, and you'll be posting yeah, about, we'll, like, we'll put it on the website. camps and stuff. Cool. Yeah, we'll put it on the website. There'll be a button to buy. Uh, we'll put that all up, and that comes when that comes out. So it'll be, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward hey. to it. It'll be fun. Do you remember when you had like a like a job not in CrossFit and you were like trying to juggle all sorts of CrossFit and non-CrossFit jobs and you were like like working probably 18 hours a day? Like now you have like businesses in and around this actual fitness space. But it's even busier. That's the worst. That's the worst. That's the worst part. Like, but I think the thing is like, I think you're gonna see a lot of athletes do that. Is you think like when I first found this sport. When you first find it and you realize, wow, this is freaking awesome. It, it doesn't matter if you're a CrossFit Games athlete or just the general person who just loves working out. You really just have like a community that surrounds you, whether it's in your local gym or gyms around you in the state or you travel and go to a gym in the Bahamas or whatever. And like when you find a, a, a passion like that or uh, a group of people like that, you tend to think when you spend enough time and you think, OK, well, there are some things that can be done better. How do I help that to get done better for whether it's the coaches you're helping or the affiliate managers, whatever the case may be. And so like, it's, it's just been a huge blessing to be like, okay, well I'm, I'm done competing, you know? And when you compete, you're not really giving anything to the sport. Like people will say, Oh, you helped grow the sport. Yeah. But it could have grown without me. Like didn't, it wasn't because of me that it grew. So now you think, well, how can I give back and create things that I've seen that are things that are necessary that need to change and then give back to the community at large and create something that can change the sport hypothetically. So. Well, I don't, I don't fully agree that it would have grown without you. I do think that your competition days it. were definitely, were definitely a part of 
I don't know, kind of like growing the sport in a sense that like we need figureheads. We need people to look up to. Oh. We need elite athletes. Oh, here, here it comes. <laughs> oh, just saying that, Well, plus we never would have figured out the handstand pushups standard. Without there Jacob, it is. So, okay. it's, on, it's on your fist, John. It's on your fist. On That's your how fist. you do it. <laughs> on your fist. I should have created a t-shirt. I made millions. Oh my God, you would have, but I'm serious. Like we need, we're, we're still at the point where figureheads and people to look up to. And like, I'm, I'm trying to, now that I'm growing a human, mm. I'm trying to hope that there's a, a point in time in the future where like, remember when we were kids and there were like posters of like athletes and astronauts and shit up mm. on our walls. And like, that was, I know I'm dating myself and I'm, I'm old as shit, but like, that was like a thing. And yeah, eventually mm. when I was a teenager, I'd like posters of NSYNC up too. It is what it is. But like there, that was like, there was a thing. It was a thing that when, when you like looked up to an athlete or an Olympian or someone who went to the moon, yeah. like that was like, and I'm really hoping that the next generation that has people like you in the sport to look up to kind of will get back to that where like, that's the goal and that's the person I want to be like. And that's I'm not even sure that's the next generation though, Nikki. I think that's all the generation. This was to me, that's what's really unique about CrossFit is that yeah, you have people right. my age, you know, old guys out there going, Oh, I want to be like Jacob Hepner. Or I want to be yeah. like Matt Frazier. Or I want to be like Rich Froning. Like you see what people can achieve because you do get to see like kind of the, the linear journey of people through the sport. Like, you know, we, we mentioned Dahl and Pepper earlier, who was just totally. a skinny little kid when he started. He's like three men now. Like if you see a picture of this guy, he's monstrously big, you know, and you see that and you're like, oh man, like I realize he's young, but look at what he's achieved in just like, a, you know, a four or five year period. And then you look at other athletes that have come in and four or five years later, they're fighting for podium spots. And you're like, man, like if they can go from, you know, granted, most of you guys were pretty fit starting, but you see this this big jump in fitness. Chandler's a great ex- example of this. Mm-hmm. Someone mm-hmm. who came in that he was really fit, but he wasn't CrossFit fit, you know? And now, you know, here he is, like, I'll be shocked if he's not fighting for a podium spot this year. Oh, for yeah. sure. For you know, sure. and, and he's someone you look at and you go, man, what a great guy. Like, not only do I want to be fit like him, but I want to be like him. Totally. Absolutely. I remember when he first showed up, so... I think I was the first CrossFit Games athlete that allowed him to come work out with me because I, I don't care who you are. So his family lives like he was born and raised like 15 minutes south of my house. And so he was like, uh, hey, can I come work out with you? My name's Chandler Smith. I, I don't know who the guy was. I was like, yeah, hey, come work out. I remember the first day he came and worked out. His muscles were ugly. He could jerk a lot, but it was so ugly. Like his front rack was terrible. Still is. Just, yeah. terrible. Was okay. Oh, it's still bad. <laughs> he still has to fix it this day. But I remember thinking, and that's that's why I like them. Like, I don't care if you're the first in the sport or dead last in the sport. All I want to see in someone who comes and trains with me or someone you hang out with and you're, it's kind of like the front porch rule. Like, who do you want to spend the rest of your life? Who could you hang out in the front porch with? Is you want to hang out with someone like Chandler? You want to hang out with someone who just takes life, you know, like has a good time, isn't super serious, but also is a hardworking guy. And that's what I, that's what I love. I've always loved challenges because of that. Like he just always been my favorite. So I'm definitely a huge fan now. I'm like, please win this. Well, also I, Noah, but we'll see. But I think that's how our sport's different. You know, it's like, you know, when we were kids growing up, you know, Nikki verbalized it perfectly. Like I had all those same posters on my wall. It was all in my age. Cause I'm, again, I'm old. It was like Tony Dorsett and Roger Staubach and all these, you know, football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, right? what? Pardon? Look it up, Nikki. I had a poster. 
These are Dallas Cowboy football players from the 1970s and 80s. All right. Oh, anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Football, I, I had a poster of Bo Derek up on my wall. I had that too. I had that too. Bye. I had Justin Bieber. <laughs> hey. We had much different childhoods, uh, Jacob. So anyway, um, my my point is though, like you see those guys and like in these you know professional <laughs> football players, and it seems they seem superhuman, like almost yes. uh, it, like it's it's just like a movie star, like they're just not yes. real. You know, it's like seeing Captain America, you know, mm-hmm. totally. You see a CrossFitter and you're like, I do the same workouts as that guy. Like I can become that right. if I, if I right. work hard enough. And yep. I think that's the beauty of our community. Yeah, it really is. Well, we always start from the same spot. Like we all, if you want to go to the games, we all do the open. Now, some of us don't make it to the games or don't want to, don't aspire to, but we all start ground zero every single year. And that's what I love about the sport. Well, and I think at all ages, it's like my dad messaged me tonight uh, asking me, uh, (laughs) it just cracks me up because in my head, I can hear him saying it in a Southern accent, but he messaged me. He's like, Hey, are you having problems breathing after COVID? Cause he, he got it too, you know? Mm. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, I'm getting it together. Why? He's like, cause that last workout, he's like, man, I would have finished that three months ago, but I didn't finish it this time. You know, he's 76 years old. He didn't finish 21.2, you know? And he's blaming it on COVID. I'm like, all right, dad. Like, so I had having to explain to him how burpees and, and, uh, snatches like suck your lungs out, you know, but it's the same thing. Like he's, you know, even at 76, he's sitting there thinking, you know, I can do what everybody else does, or I should be aspiring to do what everybody else Mm -hmm. does. And it's really kind of touching. And, and probably the thing I love most about what we do. Mm, Absolutely. Amen. So true. So you got to pull that through in your underwater basket weaving. Yeah. See, I've been practicing. Okay. I put my head underwater and I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. Getting this basket weaving, weaving this thing so fast. You know, yeah. because, because wow. we don't really, because we don't know what your sport's going to be. I've got a gin up drama for this podcast now. And at some point early on in the podcast, you said, you know, Matt Frazier wasn't good at everything. So I'm just going to clip that part out and just make that the headline for the entire podcast. Jacob Hebner says Matt Frazier's not good at anything. And we're just going to run, we're just gonna gonna run text, with it. He's going to text me and be like, what the crap, Jacob? I'm going to be like, hey, Matt, you've been starting all this job with everybody else. I figured, why can't I? Exactly. Start <laughs> Jump in on it. How's that? Is that okay? <laughs> hey, hey, John's going to write some caption that's like, Jacob calls Matt out on being bad at everything. Also says his coffee sucks and just like, see what happens. <laughs> like totally like start some random shit. Yeah, I'll definitely get a mean text message. Matt will be like, what the crap, Jacob? I'll be like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Coffee does taste like piss, though. I'm yes. just kidding. I don't know what coffee tastes like. <laughs> I'm not a coffee drinker. So I couldn't tell you. He's uh, like, wait till we come out and do that shooting competition. Whoops. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shot Jacob in the foot by accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we'll definitely have to ca- come back on after we announce what it is. It's going to be it's gonna yeah. be really cool. So That'll be yeah, fun. Absolutely. And yeah, we'll definitely to have to come out once um once the camps open up to us regular folk because John and I have been trying to get to some camp. We like have this had have had this huge plan for like the last couple of years, and of course, like I feel like we were hitting some great momentum, and then COVID totally came in here yeah. and just like squashed all of it. But we were gonna like go to events and like like videotape ourselves and do camps and like fun stuff and like kind of take the podcast on the road a little bit yeah. when we could and none of that ever came to fruition but and it's COVID, still the now the baby like everything's screwed oh the up. baby's just gonna come
come. The baby's going to be fitter oh, than we're I bringing am. The, yeah, sweet. Let's bring, I can have, hey, look, I can babysit. I'm great with babies. I, you're going to be better than I am. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> no, we'll definitely have to have you guys out. We'll definitely, we'll put you, uh, this is my standing desk that I can roll around. So we'll put you on my standing desk and you can do your podcast right here. It's I'm perfect. Br- I'm bringing a tiny little saddle and we're going to put it on Winston and the baby's going to ride Winston around the barn. It's going to be fantastic. I gonna can't be, wait. Uh, what if I name the baby Winston? Too? That'd, yes. be weird. That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Do, do you have a name? Do you, are you finding out the gender or are you just going to go and surprise? It's a boy. Oh, congrats. Thanks. And we're open to name suggestions still. <laughs> wait, I would ask not Winston. <laughs> what, what would you have? What were you going to say if she said it's a girl? You're going to be like, ooh, okay. Well, sorry. I love what they sorry go. Sorry about that. It's a boy. Congrats. It's a girl. Ooh, all right. Well, good luck. <laughs> I was going to say congrats also, John. I was going to say, <laughs> oh, yeah. Congrats. Yes. <laughs> no, we're open to name suggestions. We are still not any further than the last time. I can't remember when we talked about it last, but like, we have like a short list of names we don't fucking hate, but nothing that's like come across that we've been like, that's the one. Well, for me, actually, I take that all back. The one is Tiberius, but Matt has vetoed oh. that name hard. Why? No, it's a good Star Trek name. That's great. I Tiberius. know. That's why I picked it. Don't you think Ty Brazier is a badass oh. name for a little boy? Come on. So I, t- I tell you what name you should take. That way you can take it away from my wife. When she, okay. we have kids, she wants the name our boy. Avery. Okay. Which I think is like a boy named Sue, like Johnny Cash. Like he's got to be tough to have the name Avery, which I'm not really cool with. So if you want to name your boy Avery, Avery, take it off my plate, then I can't have it. I'd be okay with that. I don't hate it. I would add it to the, the list of names I don't hate. I think it's actually the name of what she calls one of the better looking guys in Grey's Anatomy. So I think it's named after Grey's oh. Anatomy. I never watched Grey's, so I would Man. never have Me known neither. that. But I think that's what it's from. She's like, he's such a good looking guy in Grey's Anatomy. We're going to name our baby Avery. You cannot, like, oh, no. you cannot let your wife name your baby after her celebrity crush. That is yeah. a rule. That is yeah. absolutely a rule. Um, but Nick, I, well, but here I am like, trying to name my baby after a Star Trek character. So, like, I don't know if I'm any better. Ooh. Well, I mean, I have a couple of friends who have named their baby after a Star Wars character. I guess his name Hux, and they, they named their kid Hux. Oh, yeah. which I actually like Hux. It's a good name. It's strong. Hux is a cool name. My favorite yeah. name in the running right now is Hunter because I like the nickname Hunt. Little boy mm-hmm. Hunt. Like and Hunter McIntyre. I love Hunter. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Know, it's funny you say mullet. that. I was just thinking that I don't. I don't actually know any humans named Hunter for real, but I take that back. I totally do. Well, is he though? Is he though? Uh, Well, (laughs) questionable. (laughs) I don't know. Is it when you were trying to come up with names, Nikki, how this is always happens. I feel like when you're trying to come up with names for a baby, how many times was it like someone, your significant other would say a name and you'd be like, Oh yeah, I hate that name. That was a terrible boyfriend or a terrible girlfriend or like a terrible friend in high school. Yeah. Yeah, every time we, before we found out the gender, this happened with girl names all the time where I'd be like, how about this? And like, inevitably Matt would be like, oh, I knew a so-and-so growing up and she was such a bitch. And I'm like, damn it. Like that ruins, that ruins a name forever. And you can't like, I really liked the name Hazel. And he was like, I knew the worst Hazel. And I'm like, dad, this sucks. (laughs) Like, shit. (laughs) What do I do? I can't do anything about that. Oh, that's funny. That always comes up, I feel like. Like it's the worst. I tell everyone John Woolley's a good name for a boy or a girl. He so, does say that. He does say that. Just pick. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm open to suggestions. I don't know if maybe I should even say that out loud, but 
I get the weirdest DMs. I think now. we need a con- we need a contest. I've got some. I've I've got some games tickets to give away. We could do giveaway games tickets. Name name Nikki's baby. Wait, that's way better than what I was thinking because I was like, I have some make pods great again um, patches. We can give away. I oh, think you should just too. be like, you should just roll a dice and be like, it's a boy, right? We already know that. You roll right. a dice and that number will tell you, say it's 17 and whoever gets 17 at the games, that's who you name it after with that first name. Roll with it. Oh, it's perfect. We oh, need yeah. a 40 sided die or whatever. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. Or just, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, that work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, it's, I don't know. I truly don't know how you go about naming a human. Like it is such a big decision that every time we think about it, I'm like, let's think about something else. Well, <laughs> like, and here's the, here's the thing, Nikki. So uh, my two, I have one that has a really unusual name, one that has a very normal name, right? right. So the, the unusual is a family name and the one with the normal name, it's like to this day still bitches me out for it. <laughs> right? Like that, she, that her name is normal. Well, it's like, you know, like one Mira got, the, got Mira and I got yeah, Mira got the really special family name. And then Meg got the one that just sounds fun. You know, it's like, right. they're like the throwaway name, you know, and they're both special to me. But, you know, of they, course you, they are. You pick them and now yeah. understand how stressful and difficult it is. And you pick them. And so it's a big deal for you. But I hear what you're saying. It is a big deal. And then when you look back on it, you look at the names you you passed on. And you're like, oh, like one of the names was Emma. And I look at both my daughters. I'm like, neither one of you jerks is an emma like totally. no chance totally no chance that's just it, is you like you identify so hard with your name or some people do i do i don't think i could be anything other than a nikki granted nikki is a stripper name but i identify so hard with it you <laughs> with know what i mean oh oh, oh with, with your name yeah, yeah. with every aspect of it you know <laughs> totally i don't know i don't know guys it's a lot if of I've known anything some, good text me i've known some people that have not named their baby like until a couple days after they've had it i've known that too I don't hate that. I, I at least don't hate the idea of going in with a short list and then like mm-hmm. seeing him, meeting him and then being like, I think it's this, you know? Yeah. 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 That's what my parents did for me. I was almost a Danielle. I, I think that would have been fine. Danielle would have yeah. been fine. Would have been all right. Been I don't know any Danielles I don't like. So. Okay, great. No one dated a shitty Danielle. So we're good no. in this conversation. Yeah, we're Fantastic. Good. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, guys. I don't know. All right. Well, our homework will be, let's, Jacob, you and me, let's pick a name for Nikki's baby. And uh, yeah. we'll just, Matt doesn't get a choice. Sorry, Matt. Give, give me something that's <laughs> cool and unique without Batman. being fucking weird. That You forgot the end of my sentence. No, you, no, no. You can't be fucking weird. What's weird with Batman? There's nothing weird about Batman. He's a hero, Nikki. A Do you hero. Think that people legally name their kids Batman. Oh, wait. Holy shit. Did you watch the Snyder Cut yet? It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, Did it's you cool. watch it yet? I, I cried. I, I think I'm I, two hours in. Oh, you're only halfway. I'm so excited for you. I got up at four in the morning to watch it. I'm not making that up. I got up and watched the whole thing in the end. And I'm literally sitting there just like starstruck the whole time. Like Me I've been waiting too. for this movie my whole life for it to be Same. right. Because because I, I wanted the last one to be great. One, like Same. I'm a huge Batman fan, huge Superman, love DC Comics. When Justice League came out, I was like, this is a big piece of crap. And like, I'm one of those guys, like I will give a movie better reviews than it deserves usually Same. because it's a superhero Same. movie. And I'm like, you know, I'm a nerd. And I just want to be entertained. Like I'm not, I'm really not a critic. Yeah. Well, I, I bought the original, you know, theatrical release and I've watched it once because it's such a piece of crap. I just can't watch it. 
And so I've been waiting for the Snyder cut and oh my God, did it deliver. Oh my God. It's so good. <sighs> so good. So good. Sorry. I, I can't get behind. I didn't grow up reading comics. So it's just Star Wars. It's all I read that in Hardy Boys, DC. Mm. But I watch it. It's good. It's better than Justice League. I did not like Wonder Woman 1984. I didn't like that. You Couldn't didn't? get behind that one. No. Really? It's like, I... it was a movie about dreams. That's literally is like, do you have some dreams? dreams yeah, see, I, haven't, I haven't seen that one yet but jacob and i could sit here and talk about star wars for probably another two hours if we wanted same, to same same we're now watching them all chronologically like timeline Ooh, wise because my husband has not seen them all what about the mandalorian mm-hmm. Are you guys watching the mandalorian uh pff, are we watching the mandalorian uh, or did we watch i guess the mandalorian you would watch that one after return of the jedi i believe well, I'm we watched it when correct. it first came out, but now now we're gone gone back in because now Disney Plus has like all the things. So that's that's yeah. kind of on I, our long to-do list. I was skeptical at first when they took over Lucas Films, but they Same. have done a good a good job. I like the series from The Mandalorian to me, season two is like this is what every yes. this is what I wanted as an eight-year-old boy. This is yes. exactly what I wanted. Hundred percent. It's better totally. than the new trilogy. In the end, oh. it's better than the new trilogy. Like they I could, agree. Yeah, they exactly. could throw that out, just pretend it never happened. Keep making the Mandalorian, make an Ahsoka yep. series, make an Obi Wan yep. series, make a yep. Darth Maul series. Like keep doing what they did with the Mandalorian. I'll be super ecstatic. I totally I agree. Pay, I will pay them every year for Disney Plus. I'll double it, triple it. You tell me yes. what you need, and I'll pay for it. <laughs> Name your price, Disney. Name it. <laughs> okay, I will it. just say this is the last thing I'll say. Just on the Snyder Cut, I'm not a huge. I'm a huge superhero movie fan. Anytime I ever travel, I only watch superhero movies on the plane. I don't know why. That's just like my thing, and I travel a lot. Obviously, we all do for CrossFit things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a huge DC person. I'm a huge Marvel person. Not a huge DC person, but I love all things Wonder Woman. And so I've seen Justice League, the original, a a thousand, hundred thousand times. And it was never like a great cinematic piece in my mind. But (laughs) but like, I like it. I like all the superheroes and all the action and all the things, whatever. This Snyder Cut was like, it, it rocked my world. It blew my, it blew my mind. It was just like. And again, I'm not like a cinematic snob, but just like the shots, like the way that they actually showed what the fuck was. And the plot is completely different. All right, I'm done. Go watch it. <laughs> Buy right. an HBO subscription. Dedicate a weekend to watching this four and a half hour long movie. I watched it after <laughs> my second COVID vaccine where I was like dying. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like what I needed to stay alive. What, you're you dying from the vaccine? It didn't go well? <laughs> that's your tagline actually that's yes. your actually your headline yes. I, was, I died from the vaccine <laughs> yeah I had, I had one really rough night and uh oh, yeah, yeah uh, one one, ru- one rough night oh i'm sorry nikki one hey rough look night. something something happens <laughs> when you're if you're sick and you're pregnant some shit like just your wires are crossed differently i don't know but i like felt like i've never felt before it was not fun i was like do i have a fever of 202 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I am or what's happening. Matt was like, no, your fever's 100.2. You're fine. <laughs> well, I'm glad you survived the shot. Sorry, I drug out the end of this episode a lot just now. But we no, can talk no, no. about nerdy things for We should have led with the hour. Snyder Cut. We'll have to do a whole, a, a whole episode on the Snyder Cut because I could talk we about should. Wonder Woman for hours. She was great in that. So I good. know. Can oh, we? Yeah. And we should bring we should bring you back to talk about it because I also have feelings about the second Wonder Woman movie. 
right. not or a strong so, resource, but I have feelings. Let's put something on the calendar for like two or three weeks now when I can talk about new sports <gasps> and we can talk yeah. about how much one, the first Wonder Woman was literally, I think, the best Marvel movie I've ever seen. I love origin I, stories. And that was wonderful. Same. same. Yeah. I'm just Loved eternally it. pissed that she's not some like strong cut bitch with abs. But that's a, a whole nother yeah, argument. But I, I mean, but, but I like her. Gal Gal Gabbett was like already in the Israeli army because they obviously make them enlist for many years. Right. She was already in there. That was awesome. Right. I love that. But I also like, I just wish that if we have like a strong female character, let's make her look like a strong female character. Oh, I but still not strong. make her look like a, she's perfect for the role. I just wish they were like, work out a little, like, you know, like make it <laughs> like normalize the rest of the way that the Amazons look in the lead role. Yeah. That's well, my yeah. only issue. But funny enough, I messaged Brooke Entz about that. So she had, uh, she had more more screen time in Zack Snyder, much more. Yeah, well, I loved so it. much more. Yeah, well, she cut. So she had something in her story and about the Snyder cut, and so I just come, I just like shot her fast DM, and I'm like, hey, by the way, you were awesome. Like your yeah. scene was fantastic, and she messaged so like, shocked me by actually messaging back. She goes, I haven't oh. seen it yet. <laughs> She goes, like, I haven't looked at it yet. I'm like, trust me, it is so good. You got so much more screen time. It's mm-hmm. so much better yeah. than it was before. It's like, but yeah, like, and, and she looks like an Amazon in that, like, oh, abs yeah. and biceps and super totally. strong. Like, it was really good. Like, really normalized, stuff. like, the more we put strong women or strong looking women or whatever, normalizing that into lead roles, the less like people look at me sideways when I wear a tank top to the supermarket. And that's kind mm-hmm. of what I'm hoping for future generations well i want to normalize bald guys with noodle arms that so too. people bring it on so people don't look at me weird when i I'm wear almost there john i'm almost yes, there i'm catching, I'm catching the <laughs> yes you are i'm gonna Why? need a bald cap for our next episode just so i can match i know it's all good all right well jacob thanks for being on we appreciate it uh i hope you do really well in your llama rodeo it's gonna be mm, fantastic and uh <laughs> <laughs> it's on the wrist, John. It's on the wrist. I've said that since I was a kid. All right. So Nikki, uh, yeah. great, great seeing you again. As always, glad you survived the shot. Next episode, we're going to talk about Snyder Cut. Yeah. For an hour. It's going to be great. Yeah, we'll do it. I'm ready. And, and llamas. And llamas. And, and llamas. llamas and a llama rodeo. Star Wars. Star Wars yep. and some ping pong. All right. Everybody listening, we appreciate you guys joining us. And we'll chat with you guys soon.